here we are back again for another week at the barbershop, playersvoice.com. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by, to the right of me, my main man, uh, Maryland, University of Maryland's all-time leading rusher, nine-year NFL vet, Lamont Jordan. How you doing today, buddy? Doing good. All right, good to see you, good to have you. We have surpassed the uh, halfway point of the NFL season. It has been a up-and-down season, up-and-down season that just cannot seem to get your pulse on. It's like as soon as you think that you have the NFL figured out and the, where the season is going, you get a you get a monkey wrench thrown thrown at you. And um, oddly enough, which the only thing that's not surprising is that the only team that has done pretty much consistently what you thought what they would have done and with the expectations is uh is the Patriots, right? But it still doesn't feel like the Patriots run. You know, you don't watch a Patriots game and say, man, they're way better than everybody else in the NFL. Like not at all, especially with that defense that they got going on out there, giving up. Uh, 300 yards passing and just about everybody in sight. Um, been a tricky first half of the season. Just any thoughts you have off, off the top before we even get into the games about the first half of the season? I think it's been exciting. I think it's been exciting. Uh, you know, we, we talk every week about a lot of these teams. And I believe we said last week that, you know, now we're going to start to see the cream start to rise to the top. And, um, and you know, I think as we talk about this week's games, I, I think it's just going to be a continuation of what we've been seeing all year long, and that's just some close games, some head scratchers, and 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 fights. <laughs> fights. So I, I, one thing, though, I do think that's kind of hurting is a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. A lot. I mean, injuries are obviously a part of the game, but it seems like there's more injuries than in the past, and it seems like, you know, when you start with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, what? Yes. Losing an Aaron Rodgers is the equivalent of losing like 15 players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like you eliminate one whole team. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a handful of Drew Brees, Tom Brady. When you elim- when you eliminate that one person from the team, mm-hmm. you've essentially removed an entire NFL team yeah. from uh, from the mix. You know, and and, and that hurts. And uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and JJ Watt, Odell Beckham, those are three impact players. You lose them, you can pretty much take their teams out of the, you know out out of the running, and um, and they have. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's been, it's been a lot of injuries, and um, and again, like I said, it, a lot of a lot of hard teams to figure out, a lot yeah. of hard teams to f- figure out a whole lot. Uh, we go straight, hop right into the um, the first game, the Thursday night game, which was the uh, let, let's. It's funny we should start there because one of the teams that we we start off the season we're kind of like. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm up and down with Buffalo, right? Yeah. And then we say, you know, Buffalo could be good. Buffalo might be good. They'll lose again. I'm like, ah, we're not sure. And then you win. You're like, okay. Then they put together a little streak there in a row, be some impressive teams, and we say, you know what? Buffalo, it's right here's the recipe. They run the ball. Mm-hmm. Quarterback plays good. Good defense. Buffalo's going to be a problem for somebody. Buffalo's going to be a problem. And then you just don't get on board with Buffalo. And then the Jets go to Buffalo. No, you know, then the Jets, excuse me, then the they go to New York. I mean, even though they're technically in New York, they drive down the road and actually play New Jersey. Now that you mentioned it, but uh, and they lose to the Jets team that it's not supposed to be good. Yeah, the, you know that Buffalo game. I picked Buffalo to win that game, and they didn't just lose. It wasn't like like they got forget what the score was. Mm-hmm. They got dominated from the word go in all aspects of the ball. I remember watching a clip and. With the Jets all jumping up and down, and I saw the whole defense having a having a ball. Yeah, they were having a ball, having a ball. And when I watched that game, um, it helped me to realize that that um, that Buffalo was a team that without the run, they're nothing. 
and I think the Jets, <laughs> right. I think the Jets proved that. And we were talking once before. I think we were talking about Buffalo and Miami, and and this is both before the big Miami trade. And I was saying, well, Buffalo can run the football. So once we get to you know late November, all of December, I think that this is a team to, to be reckoned with. But the problem is, if you play against a team that can stop the run and you have no passing game, then then there's no way that you're going to be able to compete. I was happy to see the Jets uh, get that win. I I mean. I thought the Bills were going to win so much that actually Pittsburgh's on my fantasy team, and I had to bench them. And I was like, oh, you know, let me go pick up Buffalo against the Jets. You know, you have yeah, no, yeah, idea, yep. you have no idea what's going to happen with, with the Jets. And then a good defense versus a bad offense sounds like a good play. Sounds like a good play. And you got 34 points. But you know what? Uh, I got to take my head off to the Jets. Um, they got a three-headed monster in their backfield. You know, Buffalo pretty much have they, – they have two runners. One of them is a running back. The other one is a quarterback. But we look at that Jets team. The defense is solid. I told you before. I've always liked Josh. Uh, when we he, he, pulls, he pulls McCown. Like yeah, when you yeah, said Josh McCown, McCown. Yeah, Josh McCown. He he does. I mean, the thing is, Josh. In my book, that's what a, a, a backup quarterback is. But like Josh has four or five good games in him every year. Mm-hmm. It's just that when you name him your starter and you play him for sixteen games. That's when it becomes a problem. But Josh, like, you watch this game, and, you know, he's, he's 14 for 20, and he had some beautiful throws. You know, hits a guy in the back of the end zone on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, on a drops it in there on a nice uh, route. And, 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 and you say, man, you know, on a good day, Josh can, Josh can make the passes. He's got heart. He's got grit. He's more, he's more mobile than people think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like these teams are a mirror image of each other. You know, you know what I mean? In terms of, I would I would give Tyrod Taylor the nod over McCown. I would give um, McCoy the nod over um, whichever back you want to say Forte uh, Powell, excuse me, or whoever the case may be. But the thing is, is that they're both built on defense, establishing the run, and then once that run is established, trying to build the pass off of that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like while we both are think Tyrod Taylor is good enough, and you don't have, don't have a problem with him, but you need to establish the run first. Then let him get to doing what he's doing, and when they just were not letting Shady get off at all, they I mean they they were putting thirteen in the box, and then and then that's when you start the parade and oh you guys have to pass, you guys have to pass, and then it was like and that's and that's almost funny that it's like they were having a blast because they know like you can't run, you can't run, and then the Buffalo's kind of like uh, let's try one more run, <laughs> let's try one more run, and it's just like. Oh, damn, another yard. Okay, like now what? And then, and then there's nothing. They pick up uh, two, I think it was two scores after this game was over. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to make the score look closer than it was. But that certainly wasn't the case. They got a score, and then they got an onside kick. And, I mean, they did all that foolishness to, you know, mess up Vegas. <coughs> but uh, Buffalo, dom- I mean, the Jeff dominated them. Yeah, they did. They, they definitely dominated them. And, and Buffalo, you know, I thought that this would be a team that would w- push the Patriots for the AFC East. But if you don't find the passer game, and I, I believe they traded with Carolina for Benjamin, um, I don't know how much that's going to help. Uh, if you want to seriously compete, you have to be able to pass the ball. And, and if right now, if, if you're Buffalo, you have to know that teams, when they face you, they're going to put eight in the box, they're going to bring pressure, and they're going to say that there's nothing that you can do. Uh, to win this game because you can't throw the ball. You you really don't have any wide receiver. I mean, I'm not scare anybody. That, yeah, wide receivers don't scare anybody. 
you know, you have to worry about Tyron Taylor running, you know, with his feet. But with that eight in the box, um, you know, you hope Taylor runs because as a defense, that means that you're getting more hits on the quarterback. And if you're getting more hits on the quarterback, that's going to affect the quarterback in the passing game. So, shout out to the Jets. Shout out to McCown for uh, for a great job. You know, 14 for 20, 140 yards and a touchdown. But this game was all about the Jets' defense. Absolutely. Um, Ravens, Titans. Ravens go to uh, Tennessee and lose by three, 20 to 23. Um, the Ravens fall to four and five. I swear it seems like the Ravens' record is way worse than four and five. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Ravens. Um, I, it's just not a good team. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, I think that's just the, the best way to put it. I would say the Ravens are average or slightly below average. You know, at, at best as a team, you, you I think just, that's being generous. You, I mean, you just don't know what you're getting from. I like Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Collins as a running back. I, I think that he's a really dynamic player. But you have to get something out of your passing game. I don't think the Ravens paid Joe Flacco all that money to be a guy who just pretty much tries to manage games. He, I mean, he's not even doing that anymore. The, the, the weird thing is, I saw us that uh, this weekend, which I've almost fell my seat. Joe Flacco ranks dead last in the NFL in. Uh, average yards per uh, attempt down the field. Now, that means he's just throwing five-yard passes, which is Joe Flacco, one, his his strength is his deep ball. Yeah. Two, they spent the money to get Mike Wallace and Jeremy Macklin, who are deep threats. So, basically, he's out there. You have a guy, a quarterback, who's known for throwing the ball down the field. Two receivers, that all they can do is catch the ball down the field. And somehow, you have managed to average three and four-yard passes all game long. And we're not throwing to uh to, to LaDainian Thomas out the backfield either here. You know, so it's like, what the hell is your offense doing? And the answer is literally nothing. Yeah, I mean, but Joe Flacco, he's also got two interceptions in this game. Yeah. And and when when you're a high-priced quarterback like that, um, you know, your team needs you to be better. I mean, he was 34 for 52. Things just don't look good for any quarterback when you have to drop back and throw the ball 52 times. Uh, you look at the Tennessee Titans, uh, Mariota, you know, he's back. Seems like that he he's getting healthier. Uh, you know, you got Henry, you got Jackson, you got Murray. Um, On the season, Flacco is eight touchdowns and ten interceptions. Yeah, so you just can't you you can't win that way. I think the defense is, with the exception of that Jacksonville game, I think the the defense is 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 being a Ravens defense. But you just need more points. You just, you need more from from your offense. And when they signed Joe Flacco to that big contract, you know, this is how I look at Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens. That Baltimore Ravens team was all about uh, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. That's pretty much what that what that 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 was the heart and soul of this Baltimore. And then you got Ravens one hanging team. on left with uh, Suggs. And then you have one hanging on left with Suggs. But at the end of the day, it's Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. You know, when you're thinking about the Baltimore Ravens, yes, Suggs was there. But when you the first two mm, players absolutely, out, absolutely. out of your mouth are going to be Ed Reed and 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 Ray Lewis. Your high priced quarterback has to perform better. Um, I don't know if if they need to get more wide, get some better wide receivers out there. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore, but you know, I think it's just it's just disappointing to at a time where the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they they're, they're up and down. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are just down. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you got a chance to 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 compete for a playoff spot. Uh, against a, a pretty good Tennessee Titans team, and, and I think that's a game that you have to come away with a victory. With that said, um, you know you got to give Tennessee credit. These guys are five and three. Um, they seem to be a team that's serious about competing for the playoffs and winning that division, especially with Deshaun Watson going down. 
Um, I, I think that this is Tennessee's division to lose. Jacksonville still though. Jacksonville is still out there, but you know I hopped off that Jacksonville bandwagon. Yeah, the, you know, Jacksonville to me is I, I look at Jacksonville to me is a is is. We'll get into them. We still got yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll into them. Tennessee, Tennessee, sitting, they're sitting nice at five and three, and I would have to look at the remainder of their schedule to get an idea of how they're going to finish up. But um, Baltimore as a whole is just. I feel like when they after the game. The, the stretch that Joe Flacco had in that playoff run, mm-hmm. okay, now the, the Baltimore held out as long as they possibly could, okay? The, the, going into the season, Flacco wanted his money, and they were like, no, earn it. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So they had to give it to him, right? You, you can't say, well, uh, we'd love to have you. Let's see how you do this year. And then he says, I won the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl MVP. I had a great four-game playoff stretch. Mm-hmm. Where's my money? Mm-hmm. And then they... Kind of really didn't have a choice, right? You, I mean, you can't let him walk after he did that. So he wins, and they gave him his money. And then it's like, hey, yo, he's really not that good. And Baltimore's probably like, winner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we got that put in position. What did you want us to do? Well, I mean, if I'm Baltimore, if if you knew that he was not that good, then there's just no sense in playing, paying him the money. But what, you, you yeah, can't let a guy leave I mean, after he won the Super Bowl I mean, and was a Super Bowl MVP. Take a look at the Washington Redskins. If I'm not mistaken, Doug Williams was gone. Uh, after that. completely different time. I mean, I understand it's a completely different time, but the fact of the matter is, the common denominator is, is two quarterbacks who just won the Super Bowl for you. And if you don't think that this guy is good enough, by giving him that money, you just set your franchise. Oh, well, they did, and they gave him the money. And um, ever since then, he's at best played mediocre football. Yeah, he has. I mean, and you know that defense isn't what it used to be, but. Baltimore Ravens. When I think about the Baltimore Ravens, I think about defense and I think about special teams. Now that you've played Flacco that money, now what you're saying is that we're going to switch, we're going to shift this over some to to now we need our quarterback to 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 step up his play and and overall just the whole Baltimore Ravens team, you know, I just think it's it's more it's a gut check for them. But with that said, they're sitting four or five and they're not out of the playoffs yet, which is crazy. I feel like every week we talk about how disappointed the Ravens are yet they're four and five. Mm-hmm. So a lot of teams that would love to be four and five. They're a quiet team. The the, the Ravens are a quiet team. And we just have to see what happens the remainder of the season. Again, as long as Tennessee has those two running backs and Mariota, uh, I feel like you got a chance. All you got to do is play solid defense and continue. And they got two running backs to hand the ball to. Um, they essentially almost moved now to a 50-50 split between DeMarco Murray and uh, and Henry. But they have, on any given day, they could easily run the ball 40 times. Yeah, they, def- they, they definitely could. Um, but this is, this is a team that Tennessee, you don't want to fall behind. You no. don't want to fall behind because you're taking the ball out of Henry and you're taking the ball out of Murray's hands. Yep, absolutely. Uh, then we get to my game. <laughs> and the wheels have all the way fallen off in Tampa. Tampa Bay goes down to uh, New Orleans. They start off the game with, I mean, Jameis has been three weeks in a row battling this injury. He, he doesn't throw during the week. Then he comes out and, you know, they say he's going to play. And then he either plays a couple of quarters you can tell he's just throwing the ball all over the place. His accuracy is off, and not only that, he keeps. I mean, he gets hit weekly. They finally said they're going to shut him down. Um, what what I saw there, it was. I'm, I'm about. I, I need a break from James. Whether 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 the Tampa base, whether he's injured or whatever, or not. I think I need a break from James. I think Tampa needs a break from James. I think James needs a break from uh, from Tampa. It's not. He's too talented to give up on. So I'm definitely not going to say. It's time to cut bait and get rid of him. He's shown that he has a talent. 
He has good. I do think that he's a leader. And a leader doesn't necessarily mean that you lead people to good things. Mm -hmm. It just means that you're a leader. And I feel like this was an example of showing that Jameis is a leader and that by that, if Jameis is involved in a fight, all his guys are going to fight for Jameis. Mm -hmm. You need to, part of being a leader is understanding that and not leading your troops into battles that are unnecessary. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? So when I'm watching this, you're over here and we're watching the, ga we're watching the game together. There's probably like 10 people over here. All 10 people are like, what is he doing? What is he doing? You're already out in the game. You somehow find yourself on the field in a game that you can't play, that you're, you're, you're injured, and you find yourself on the field, and a player is walking away from you, and you continue to, whatever it is you want to call it, mock him, do whatever the case may be. Now, I don't doubt that the player said something to him or may have hit him earlier or done something. It doesn't matter. I'm sure it didn't just come out of left field. But still, what the hell are you doing? Now, what's, now what leads to our franchise, play, our franchise quarterback is arguing with a player on the opposing team which leads to our franchise receiver coming from the opposite side of the field to jump on this guy's back, throw him out of bounds. They land on top of the said franchise quarterback. Okay? You've now found yourself in the bottom of a skirmish in a game that you're not playing. Mm -hmm. Does it get any worse? Like, literally. I mean, so what happens when one of these offensive linemen falls on him, dislocates his shoulder, and now he's out for something that you 100% created? I, I'm ready for a James break. That's all I can say. Yeah, the... Um well, first off, you know, the Saints, you know, what they they won what six in a row now. Yeah, they they're moving. You know, and and ever since they still without them, that Drew Brees monster game. Yeah, still without that Drew Brees monster game, but they're showing balance. Mm -hmm, they and are. That's something that that you're not used to seeing from the New Orleans Saints is that that that, that they're showing balance. Um, with that said, I love the comp I, I love the way that the Saints maintain their composure. I mean, granted, we got the fight breaking out, but this was instigated by Jameis Winston. And and to be honest with you, from what I see from that, um, the Tampa Bay Bucks just appear to be a team that want to do a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. They want to do a lot of fighting, mm -hmm. but don't want to do a whole lot of playing uh, just a, a flat-out physical football game. That's what the game of football is about. I mean, you go from being... It's like we're doing everything but playing football. Yeah, it's like you're doing everything but playing football. But it goes back to what I've said before. Jameis Winston is the leader on this team. And so when you have a young when you have a young leader who does young-minded things like what he just did, then this is going to be the result. As far as I'm concerned, the Buccaneers' season is over. I agree. I mean, the Buccaneers' season is over. I mean, I'm surprised that uh, that Evans wasn't suspended. He was suspended. I mean, he, he is wasn't suspended. suspended. Yeah, you okay. mean he wasn't. Everybody's surprised he wasn't ejected from the game. Well, he, so they did suspend yeah, him. Okay, well, well, I mean, now look at that. Now, in a game where, okay, you know, we're 2-5, and five, you could still finish the game, finish the season if you went out. Um Eleven and five, but now in my best wide receiver, who happens to be, in my opinion, one of the best wide receivers in the league, now he's out because of something that my quarterback instigated. This Tampa, this Tampa team is very disappointing to watch. It is a very disappointing team, and and I said it all year long. You got to get some older leaders in there. You know, it seems to me that this is a, a group that off of the field they probably do a great job of partying and having a great time together. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind that off the field that these guys have a great time together. But at the end of the day, the reason that you all are a team, you're representing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is because of what you do on the football field. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, this is just this has been a very, very disappointing uh Tampa Bay team. Shout out to the Saints. Um 
Coach Payton, Drew Brees, those guys are still out there doing it. And and you look at Drew Brees and then you look at Jameis Winston and you see why the Saints are five and oh I guess they're six and two now and why the Buccaneers are now I believe two and six because of you look at the leader on the Saints and then you look at the leader on the Bucks. You said it at the beginning of the year. You said you, you before we even any of this started. You said that you wondered who was the leader. You said you knew James was the leader, but that's not old enough to be the leader. That's right. And um, that's coming to fruition. That 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 is true. Because the thing is, is that I do think James is a leader, and I think he's a natural leader, and I think that people do follow him. And what that means is that if you say, "Hey guys, we're going to do this," people say. Hey, James is doing it. Let's do it. You know, he, he's a leader. We, we, we're going to follow him. Yeah. And with that responsibility, you need to know that you need to do the right thing. Somebody cheap shots you, and you can. Your options are: I can get up and walk to the sideline, or I'm a leader. I know my guys will get them. Mm-hmm. And if you lead your guys down the wrong path, that this is what's going to happen. And, and Mike Evans is now looking at a one-game suspension because he followed your lead, mm-hmm. and, and the team has essentially followed his lead to a two-and-six record. Yeah, you, you know what I mean, and. I, I, you wonder if there's anybody in that locker room who can say, James, that's not how you do things. You, you know, like, I, and without the, you know, all the star players are pretty young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. There has to be some veteran in there somewhere. You know, maybe Fitzpatrick, but Fitzpatrick's thing, I mean, he's a career back. He's, he's, he, he's probably not going to be there next year. You know what I mean? He doesn't even know where he's going to be from season to season at this point in his career. So he's not in a position to be telling anybody anything. <laughs> His role is to get in, get some film, and get a job for next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get I mean, enough film so I can get another, so I can, another, so I can get another job. Contract. So I can get another job. So, so I can be somebody's backup. Right. So I mean, he's not in a position to be telling anybody what they should or shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? Um, but I think I, the expectations is. were high, and this it, were high. Uh, were high, and. Um, I almost want to. Uh, we were talking the other day, and I would be interested to know what the. Um, Hard Knocks teams' records are. Yeah, I'd be really interested to know how the the teams that did Hard Knocks that year how how well they did. Um, because it almost looks like it's a you know when you when you watch Hard Knocks you, you turn to Hollywood because there's cameras all around so you get to see it. It's almost like that is played into the season. It's like it's it's an extended version of the season. We're still living Hard Knocks and they're still doing silly stuff week in and week out. Mm-hmm. The the speeches, the pouting. Um, the Sean Jackson thing hasn't even hit the ice yet. It's gone, isn't it? It's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Not a good look. Doug Martin's back and he's healthy, and we're watching him together. And you know, you say, "Wow, that's a strong run," and then he comes out of the game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, the only thing I could think about that is is that he. I'm not sure if he was there for a training camp. Yeah, he was right training camp. Okay, when you sit out for four weeks, you can't go to facility, especially, especially at the running back position. You know, he pretty he pretty much only had a week of practice. So I, I see what I'm seeing Tampa Bay doing. I'm thinking that they're just they're just kind of giving him enough carries to get himself going before they start featuring him. But um, season's over. I mean, yeah, yes, the season. I mean, I, I think Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay season is over. Um, but with that said, I mean, they're four games behind the Saints. I mean, yes, they are four games behind the Saints. But you, if you look at the rest of, put it this way. If they didn't, if I didn't sit here and watch this take place week after week with Tampa Bay, <laughs> right. I would say to myself, that right. Tampa Bay still has a legitimate right, chance right, right, to right. earn a wild card. Right, but, but no, they, it's it's over with for them. See, I mean, these guys, these welcome guys, to, yeah, these guys, guys are, world. yeah, these welcome guys are. Over. World. They don't, this is the thing about this is the thing about 
having a team full of young players, especially at the leadership position. Um, times are totally different now than when I played in the National Football League. All right, and it seems like nowadays guys are so focused on life off the field opposed to focusing on going out here and winning football games. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a young team. On paper, from an athletic standpoint, this team looks good. But there is no leader in that locker room. Put it this way, there's no leader. I don't see, there's, I'm just going to say it, there's no leader in that locker room that's going to lead that team to the playoffs. And that's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, are that's what... When you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks and you look at New England Patriots, okay, and I'm sure every, you know, I'm sure anytime you try to compare somebody to 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 the New England Patriots, you know, you, that's almost not fair. But on paper, right, much better player. If I told you that, you know, hey, we got Doug Martin, we got Evans, uh, we got Deshaun Jackson, we got Chris Baker, we got McCoy, we got all these guys. And then you look at the New England Patriots, and it's like it's the who's who of on that roster. What it comes down to is leadership. And there is no leader in that locker room. Now, I will tell you this. If Lovey Smith was the head coach of that team, I think that that team would be better. They're already calling it the coaching, and I'm not, I don't disagree with that. I, don't, I, do, I would like to see – I don't. you don't want to blame everything on the coach because he's not the one that goes out there and plays. But there's a culture over there that I don't think is a winning culture. Yeah. And um, we'd love to see that change. Um, Rams, Giants. I mean, the Giants got 51 points put up on them. The Rams just beat the brakes off of the Giants, and everybody's now is screaming this whole, uh, once Eli, I think Eli needs one or two more starts to make to pass his brother for uh, consecutive starts, and then they're saying that you need to bench him and, and see what you got uh, with the guys you drafted last year, and then if not, address it next year and the draft. Now, all, we had, I don't know if you were here when they was talking, no, I think it was before you got here. We were, um, uh, Ford James was talking about it's time to get rid of Pete, uh, Eli and all of that. Now, anybody who's followed the show over the years, I, I'm not an Eli fan, and I don't think Eli, I think Eli is uh, mediocre at best. Uh, I'm not an Eli fan. I don't, I don't claim that Eli is a good quarterback or that Eli is the greatest thing ever. That being said, this, this isn't a winning situation. This isn't an Eli problem. And replacing Eli will solve absolutely nothing. Okay, they're, they've had, they haven't had a running game mm, probably like five years now. They haven't had, had a running game. Uh, the offensive line is god-awful. And they're down three receivers. What I mean, I, I don't understand what necessarily you were expecting Eli Manning to do. You know, it's a bad situation. It's definitely a bad situation. The defense... Um if I'm not mistaken, they put they invested a lot into the defense this this past offseason. Uh it's not an Eli situation. You don't you don't get rid the only way you get rid of Eli is if you're just starting, if you're rebuilding your franchise. That's the only way I see you getting rid of Eli Manning. Because I still think that Eli Manning is, is a top quarterback in the league. He lost all three of his starting wide receivers were out, I believe, at one time. In one game. You already have <laughs> no run game. I haven't had one in, right. in, in five years. You, you have no run game. And arguably, you can make a case for the worst offensive line. And, and your offensive line, if anything, and instead of talking about, I would bench Eli to protect Eli for next year. <laughs> right. If I'm going to if I'm gonna put Eli, hey, Eli, look. We're going to let you get the record. All right. 
but we're just gonna sit you out. We, we're gonna sit you out and and, and just kind of let you rest, let you heal. There's no sense in putting our franchise quarterback, um, sending him on a suicide mission because that's ultimately what he's. Every time he lines up under center or lines up in the shotgun, every play is just a suicide mission for him because he has nothing around him. Just like when I talk about the Redskins, no run game, no fullback, no tight end. Well, guess what? The Giants have no line. Right. All right. They're looking like uh, they're looking like Houston's line back when they had the first car. That's how the Giants are looking right now. But let's talk about the Rams, man. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay has just gone out. Has, has Sean McVay has done a, a fabulous job with that Rams team. And I said this coming into the season, before the season started, that for the Rams, it's all going to come down to who they hire as their defensive coordinator. You got one of the best offensive minds in the game in McVay, and then you have all arguably one of the best defensive coordinators, uh, in my opinion, of all time, in, in Wade Phillips. That Rams team looks good. They do. That Rams team looks good. They got tight ends that can run and catch the ball. They got a dominant running back. Um, we had a Sammy Watkins spot. And then you had the Sammy Watkins spot. I mean, you throw a, a slip screen and, and you go housework with it. You know, and, and <clears throat> that Rams, I'm going to say this. I think the Redskins caught the Rams at the right time, playing them in the second game of the season because – this Rams team looks good, but they I do. think they're just going to get better. And they how do. about Jared Goff, man? Derek people, Jared Goff. People were going from saying he's a bust to being in McVay's system to now he looks like a he looks like a top ten quarterback in the league. And Jeff Fisher looks like an idiot. Like Jeff Fisher did <laughs> what nothing to do with this kid. And this is the same team Jeff Fisher had last year, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get. I remember doing a show with you, and we were trying to say we knew that Todd Gurley was good, but why can't? We get him off, you know, get him moving. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, right. And it was like, man, you know, they just don't got anything to, you know, they don't have any offensive weapons. Uh, fast forward a year, Jared Goff, I mean, uh, Todd Gurley's probably going to win a rushing title. Goff's going to be finished somewhere in the top five in the MVP voting. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? The team is going to, they've already, I believe, I don't know how many wins they had last year. I'm sure it wasn't six. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the Rams are like a completely different team. And I imagine that they will be in the playoffs. I remember saying earlier in the year, I thought that they would, there was a chance they would probably um, fall back, but I, I I'll take that back now. I feel like they're getting I feel like they're getting better. Yeah, I thought they would get better. I, mean, I feel like they're getting better. You have a new court. You have a new head coach. You have new defense. You have a new defensive. Plus, well, you have a new head coach who's also your offensive coordinator. You have a new defensive coordinator. So starting out in the season, you know, though it's going to be a little rough. But I remember talking to some guys when I was coaching in the Collegiate Bowl uh, this this January. And, you know, I made a comment. I was like, you know, I think Sean McVay, with the weapons that he has out there in St. Louis, I think St. Louis is going to be a much better team. Uh, with that said, you know, they are significantly better and actually seems to be a team that could possibly, could possibly, you know, let's, let's be honest, they could realistically win the NFC West and, and beat out Seattle for that, for, for that spot. And if, you, and if you're L.A., how great would it be to have a new head coach, a second-year quarterback. Second-year quarterback, and you get an opportunity to host a, a playoff game. I'm sure. That, I'm sure that when you're L, if you if you're part of that whole LA, the whole move to LA, you got to be sitting there licking your chops, saying, "Hey, going just as planned." Yeah. Got Fisher up out of there. Got a new young head coach <laughs> up in here. We got Wade Phillips as our defensive coordinator. We got our quarterback of the future. We got a dominant running back. We got a wide receiver core, and this franchise is just going to get better. Because here's one thing that that teams can't say. You can't say that you don't have film on Sean McVay as an offensive coordinator because he was here with the Redskins last year. And if you look at the weapons that he has this year, um, you know, they're, they're 
pretty much the same, with the exception of Todd Gurley is better than every Redskins running back. So, you know, that, that's a good job for the Rams. I hope they're able to keep it up because it's going to be it's going to be very interesting when you get towards the end of the season. And I'm sure there are a lot of teams in the NFC pulling for the Rams because there aren't too many people that really want to go into Seattle during the playoffs and have to play that Seahawks team. I agree with I definitely agree with you there. I'm happy for the Rams and they and they're a young and exciting team. Um, the Giants. Jesus, what a bad season they had. And then the Rams come into New York and put 51 on it. I mean, that's, ouch. It's tough times to be a Giants fan, man. I know those expectations <laughs> were a little bit higher than that. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's 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 bad. Um, And the thing is, we still haven't even seen Tavon Austin and the special teams take off. I'm willing to bet that there's going to be one or two kick punt returns from Tavon Austin slash Reverses something. I mean, that's what he does. He's a weapon. Yeah. He's a weapon that they haven't even tapped into yet. Mm -hmm. And we are just about falling asleep on Sammy Watkins and sending APP out looking for him, wondering if he was alive. And then boom, there he is, 67 yard touchdown. Uh, so it's like they've gotten all this going. And I still feel like the Sammy Watkins, Jared Goff thing hasn't even clicked yet. Tavon Austin, secret weapon hasn't even happened yet. Mm -hmm. When you start incorporating that, they got to attend. Like, not only are they for real, I mean, they got an opportunity to win a playoff game. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I mean, right now, um, they're, they're possibly the second or best team in the NFC. The Eagles are just running away with it right now. The yeah. Eagles are clearly running away with that, but you, you have to be excited for, for what's happening with the Rams and the parity in the league this year. Transition right from there. From So, the Eagles are the number one pick, the number two pick. Um, Carson Wentz and the Eagles, I mean... They matched them. They put the Rams put up fifty one. The Eagles put up fifty one. Uh, and the Broncos, a defense, a team that we all agreed on, you know, needed a quarterback. But the defense was. I mean, I, re I remember early in the year I was saying it's time to start looking at these guys. Is you know how good is this defense in terms of like <coughs> where, where we're going to rank them? Let's get this defense a nickname. Like you know they're, they're going to be entering the the debate of, of great defenses. And then <laughs> wow, like I mean everything's just falling. They can't win a game to save their life. Um, the quarterback situation. Just not good. Brock Osweiler is Brock Osweiler is so bad at quarterback. Yeah. It's not even like to watch him throw the ball. And I'm not, you know, you, the Jay Cutler. Some people say stuff like that. You watch Jay Cutler though; he doesn't throw the ball out. Of, like they're just interceptions or yeah. bad passes. Yeah. When you watch these things and you're like, it's not an NFL throw. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like you're not, you're not even close. <laughs> the guy, guys are wide open. You're throwing the ball out of bounds by like two or three yards. Mm -hmm. Balls are about like he's really bad. He's really bad. Yeah. And, and and the Broncos, I, my question, I guess, I mean, I wonder, has it gotten to the point that the the, the, the deep, because I don't see how defense can just get sorry. Uh, I wonder if it's gotten to the point where it's like the offense is so bad, they just, I'm not going to say they don't care, but this, the intensity is just a little bit different because, you know, you're not going to win anyway. Well, just like we talk about, we just talked about the Rams, and I said that they just, you know, to me, they have one of the best defensive coordinators of all time. I'm not saying he's the greatest defensive coordinator of all time, but I, I would put him up there. We have to remember, he was in Denver last year. Mm -hmm. So a large part of Denver's success, and yes, they have great players, is that last year and the last couple of years, especially the Super Bowl run, they had a great coach. I'm not sure who's over there calling the defense right now, but who, who's ever over there isn't doing the job the way Phillips did. And and when when you have when you have suspect quarterbacks, and I don't think Jerry Goff is is a suspect quarterback. Uh, Jay Watkins, uh, he said that I don't think Goff is a suspect quarterback. But if you're looking for suspect quarterbacks, you can look up and down 
the Denver Broncos <laughs> if you want to see who suspect quarterbacks are. With that said, um, you know, clearly this division is just it's really all about the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, right now, the Raiders were able to pick up a win, but I just think that right now this this division is all about the Kansas City Chiefs. And and hey, Denver this offseason, they go they going they have a decision to make. Well first of all I shouldn't say this offseason. We gotta see what's gonna happen with the boy Lynch. What the you know, he in my when when this whole draft thing took place, I thought that he was gonna be the better of all the quarterbacks who came out. So I'm not just going to slam the door shut on the Broncos just yet. I think yet. you're supposed to see him soon, within his next couple of weeks. Well, you better, you, you better hope that he comes in and he plays well because, I mean, we're talking, if you're the Broncos, you're pretty much floating on, floating in the same water that 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are floating in. And that it don't matter how good your defense is, right. your season is pretty much over. Uh, I would agree. The Eagles are just rolling. Um they got the the Eagles are, are so deep and so spread out and so balanced, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just 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 watching the weapons. <coughs> I mean, you bring in a guy like a guy off the bench and he picks up seventy seven yards. You know, he has one long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blunt goes down to nine carries, uh, so they pretty much split the split the um, carries there. Mm-hmm. Nine for him, eight for a guy. Um, Smallwood gets in, gets his touches. Clement gets twelve. Um, I mean, 37 carries, 28 pass attempts. Uh, I mean, and, and the thing is, is the 37 carries are there even spread out over four different running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the receiving core, again, Torrey Smith hasn't even catched like one ball a game. Mm-hmm. And he's still there. Aguilera, I mean, Alshon Jeffries. If you think about if you think about it, Alshon Jeffries, man, he had his, it's one of the best receivers in football two, three years ago, young receiver in football. Nelson Aguilera was a first-round draft pick just two years ago. Toy Smith is a veteran, speedster, Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Like, that's three receivers that, that are very talented. Yeah. And then, arguably, right now, the best tight end in football and in, 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 uh, in Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. They have weapons, man. The Eagles have weapons, and they also have solid quarterback play. There's no secret who the leader is on this team. There's no secret who the leader is on this on this, on this this Eagles team. And you got to give the, the, the coaching staff you got to give a coaching staff, uh, you know, you got to give them their props. You lose arguably one of the best tackles in the National Football League in, uh, I think it was Peters. Peters, yep. And then you you just come back the following week and just don't miss a beat. Uh, this this Eagles team is, is dangerous. You know, I'm, I'm still got to get a few more wins before you lock up home field advantage. But as long as they continue, <laughs> as long as they continue to do what they're doing, then. Uh, it seems like a lot of teams are going to have to come to Philadelphia. Uh, it looks like the road to the Super Bowl is going through Philly. It looks like the road to the Super Bowl is going through Philly, but you know what my stance is. You already know the team that I'm t- that I say I don't care what they do. Yeah, although well, they lost well, the and although and they that's lost fine. The you don't care what they're going to do, but they're going to have to do it in Philly. I have no problem. <laughs> I mean, but guess what? The last time that the Seahawks had to fly east to win a game, they did it. Mm-hmm. And and Philadelphia is doing well right now. But there is a difference when you talk about come playoff times. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the speed of everything. But you'd much rather be doing that in Philly than in Seattle. You would much rather have to come to Philly. I mean, if you're Philadelphia, you'd much rather be playing oh, yeah, if you're Philly. Home. Yeah, if you're Philly, you would much rather have to play this game in Philadelphia than having to go over there and, and play in Seattle. Um, but with that said, um, you know, Eagles look good, man. It's just a matter of them finishing this thing out strong. Falcons at Panthers. Panthers pick up another win. They're six and three. Falcons are four and four. Another loss for the Falcons. Um, Cam was out there looking like Cam doing the Superman things again. We got to see him running out there in space, 
diving around that goal line. As the season is going on, he's starting to look a little bit more comfortable outside of the pocket mm-hmm. and, and, and running. And, um, man, when you see that dude come across, like, that, that, that big boy can move, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He get, he's out there in the, in the open field. He's cutting back and he's running over. Like, I mean, if, if he can avoid getting some serious, like, you know, he picked up a good 30, 40 yards run there and then got down. You can do that and avoid taking hits to the head. Mm-hmm. Um, that goal line touchdown he scored—it's amazing. I'm not so sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. The—that's how you get hurt. You, you know what I mean? I get it. He's a big boy, but those things add up. You know, diving yeah. at the goal line and jumping into people. Yeah. You know, I get it. It's Cam, and I guess you—you know—you you sign up for the Cam Newton experience. Is what you sign up for? You can yeah. can't ask him to play like somebody else when he's not somebody else. But um, you know, Carolina's sitting at six and three. Which is, I mean, all you can really ask for them. Um, they traded away their best receiver. I'm not sure if we got a chance to talk about that because it happened last week after um, after the show. I found that a little odd to trade away. You, you, if, if you're thinking about this season and you believe that you have a chance to win this season, to trade away your best uh, receiver midseason, what's your reason to that? If I'm not mistaken... I saw a picture, I guess, coming in training camp where he looked like the size of a tight end. Yeah, they did say he came to camp out of two. And so, you know, the head coach out there, I don't think that's something that he plays. And, yeah, he's your number one receiver, but he's been banged up. He's really not producing too much. Um, So, you know, hey, let's pull the Patriots move. Let's go ahead and get rid of him. Let's get something for him. We have McCaffrey in there who pretty much does everything that Benjamin was doing. Benjamin was just a big body. Um, With that said, Carolina Panthers, we've been saying all year long, they need Cam to be Cam. And him diving, uh, for that for for him diving to make that to, to score that touchdown, that's what I'm talking about about leadership. Oh, yeah, Show yeah. your leadership on the football field. Right. Making tough plays between the lines. Yeah. Now I agree with and, you. And and this Carolina Panthers and hey, that defense is getting together. Defense is, is starting to look good. Uh the Panthers are six and three, the Saints are six and two. Now, now I'm just now looking at these records. It's not a lot for the Eagles for home field advantage. The Minnesota Vikings sitting at six and two, New Orleans Saints six mm-hmm. and two, Los Angeles Rams are six and two. To be honest with you, I think outside of the Eagles, I think the next most dangerous team um, is the Los Angeles Rams. When you're talking about having that home field advantage for 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 the playoffs, but with that said, Carolina. Shout out to Cam. I mean, you know, we I know coming early into this, first of all, everybody's always hard on Cam. Mm-hmm. All right. But when Cam is going to go out there and be Cam, then that Carolina Panthers defense is a hard team to beat. I mean, that, that Carolina Panthers defense is a hard team to to score on. But when Cam is playing that way, that Carolina Panthers team is a hard team to beat. I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually forgot about it and I wanted to mention that. Not to have the years exactly right, but you'll get where I'm going with the arc. If you remember when Cam came out his first year, Broke records, 4,000 passing yards, da-da-da, Cam hype. Second year, Cam doing good. Third year, we were expecting all this Cam, and it didn't happen. We started seeing the little tinks. Fourth year, injured. Then around then, it was like, ah, whatever happened to Cam Newton, he's, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just fell off. Mm-hmm. After he started off with all the hype, mm-hmm. didn't really live up. Then we started hearing maybe he's Cam a bust, fell off, got injured, and then, bam, came back. MVP, mm-hmm. leader, da-da-da. I'm starting to see that in James. With minus the MVP part, can't come out the first year the rookie. Everybody's saying, "Wow, you know this guy. This guy has everything he thought it was going to be second year. Oh man, he's definitely going to be good." Mm-hmm. Now in the third year, and it's like, mm, "What's going on here?" You know the maturity. Think about what they used to say about Cam. Maturity's off. Mm-hmm. Not a leader. 
you know, da da da. Maybe he's not as good as everybody thought he was. And I think that's where we are in the James Winston stage right now. So that's why I fully feel like he has the ability to say. And and, and I remember the next year when I, I everybody had forgotten about Cam and written Cam off. And it was just a couple of interviews that I saw, just the way he presented himself. And I was like, you know what, DJ? Listen, he's, he has something to prove right now. And he's already done all the off the field talking. He's done the only thing he hasn't done is shut everybody up on the field. And and that's when Cam came out and he did. And like you said, he led on the field. So he was doing all the dabbing and all the dance and all Superman after he scored touchdowns. You know, after after he done it on the thing and, and there was no question on the field he was going out there to play. And and I think he sat down, saw evaluated like how the hell did I get here? To the point where people ask like, how did I go from this guy could be the next one. So people are asking if I'm a bust, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, nah, that's not what I want for my career. Let me switch this up. And, and then he come out. And I, I think that's what James needs to do. You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> I think you need a little break. You know, they've been telling you how great you are for the past three years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, mm, you're not really doing so great. Like you said, on the field. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's time to start doing more diving, you know, doing more play and a little less talking and a little bit more leading people in the right direction. And, and instead of, uh, you know, leading people into fights and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think the, the difference with Cam and and Jameis is that I think when Cam came into the league that there were some veterans on that team. Um, and I can't think of the guys offhand, but I believe there were some veterans on that team. Steve Smith would have been there still. Steve, Steve Smith was there. And, and you can say what you want about Steve Smith when he's on the field and he's talking trash and doing this, that, and the third. But if it's one thing you know about Steve Smith, that man cares about one thing when he's wearing a uniform, and that's winning football right. games. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't see that out there in Tampa Bay. I don't. I think, like I said, I think those guys, uh, I think they spend more time off the field enjoying one another than they do being a team on the field. Right. Um, but, you know, Cam is as long if Cam is going to stay healthy, and and whoever's coming in, whoever came in to replace Benjamin, you're just going to have to give him some time to get on the same page with Cam. But with that said, um, you know that team is still right in the thick of it. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, early in the season, we you know we were talking about it, like you know what's going on with the Panthers. Panthers may not. But remember, Cam didn't get there until like I want to. I mean, remember he didn't only think he started throwing until like late August. Yeah. Yeah, and so when you take that into account, you got to think that, hey, Cam is trying to find his groove, too. Mm -hmm. um, he looks healthy, and when Cam is healthy, and he looks healthy, he's playing healthy, he, those are the types of plays that he's making. I want Cam out there making those type of plays. I'm not going to look at it, oh, he's a quarterback. No, that's the type of quarterback. Right, that's who he is. And so that's, you know, his team, that's Cam Newton's identity. No, it is. When he was in college, he was in a, he was in, in a run-dominant uh, offense, and he did a great job in that. When he came into the league, he was in a run dominant offense. Does a great job of that. Now they're getting now they're 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 getting to to be to to a team where they're passing the ball more. And you got to think about this: Carolina Panthers are without Greg Olson. Yep, he should be back. I think they said uh, within another three weeks. Now, once you get him back, that's going to take things to a whole week twelve. Level. I think they said. Yep, that's going to take that team to a whole another level. So, you know the. The teams who are serious about it, those teams are starting to rise to the top. The team, you know, a team like the Redskins who got a big win uh, this weekend, those teams are just hanging right along. But the Giants, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the San Francisco 49ers, hey, you, you know, those guys need to go ahead and start making their Christmas plans. <laughs> I mean, you know, their New Year's plans because it's pretty much over for them. What about the Falcons? Falcons, uh, Falcons are 4-4. Four four. They're still one of those teams that's, that's, that's kind of in the mix. 
You know, you got the Dallas Cowboys who are second in their division at five and three. The Washington Redskins are four and four. You got the Detroit Lions at four and four. You got the Green Bay Packers at four and four. Without Aaron Rodgers, you know, right. Green Bay might as well hang it up. And then, and I was, I said it is not over with for the Green Bay Packers. Well, I, I don't know what you was thinking. Well, because I would, I just felt like I just really I believed in uh, I believe it's Don Capers, the defensive coordinator out there, and I just thought that their defense would be able to have their back a little more. And I thought that they would get something out of their offense. But I've been telling you for years that those those dudes that Aaron Rodgers out there are playing with, they're just dudes. No, I, yeah, I'm, we're, we're <laughs> definitely saying, we're definitely we are definitely seeing that right now. So the Green Bay Packers are done. You look at the NFC South. You got the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons right now, you you just gonna have to win games, and that Julio drop was huge. Yep. Now put it this way: it, 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 if Julio catches that ball. We're looking at uh, Atlanta Falcons at five and three, Carolina Panthers at five and four. Yep. And so, you know, I'm not counting the pan. I'm not counting the Falcons out of it just yet, but but it's going to be tough for them. As long as the Saints continue to win, if Carolina continues to stay healthy, get Greg Olson back, uh, continue to, to play the way they're playing, I just think the Carolina Panthers are going to beat out the Falcons for um, for being second in that division. Bengals, Jaguars. Um, I know you got off the Jaguar train early. Mm-hmm. Their defense is. The, I mean, the Bengals stink, right? And like I've been telling you that since the week one. I, 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 the Bengals. I think Andy told you what I think of Andy Dalton. Uh-huh. Um, the Bengals stink. <laughs> um, the Jaguars, though, is like I mean, if Blake Bortles can be serviceable and, and not, you know, not throw the game away. I mean, you got two running backs this weekend. They didn't even have Fournette. They bench Fournette and still get a win. Okay, which might be a great thing because I'm willing to bet Fournette's down there pretty high on himself, you know, pretty mm-hmm. pretty happy with himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's doing everything he's supposed to do. He's running through the NFL, like he said. And you might be thinking, you know, what are they going to do, bench me? Yes, they will bench you. Yeah. And they did bench you. And not only did they bench you, they won. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, well, yeah. let's get on board. We don't, we don't need you. <laughs> like, let's get on board with this thing. You know what I mean? Let, yes. let, let's get on board because, uh, you know, because I'm sure there was a little bit of the, you know, <coughs> Mr. T I mean, what's the worst they can do? They ain't gonna bench me. They need me to win. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, nah, they will bench you. Mm-hmm. Which you get on board, start coming mm-hmm. stuff on time, and, and they won't without you. Mm-hmm. So I think that that helps going forward. Um, the defense is really good. Like their passing defense is really good. Um, fights. What what were your thoughts on the fights there? I, I don't. Man, I tell you what. For me, it was just a great weekend of fights. I had UFC two seventeen three championship fights. Then I turn on and watch some football. I'm watching the guy being choked out on the football field. It, you just don't do that. If you AJ Green, I mean, come on, that's guy. They're guys shoving and pushing all the time. Right. It's not like he came and pushed you flat down on your face. The man shoved you. Right. He just completely lost, lost it. it. Yes, he did. Like combo moves and everything. And 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 if you're Marvin, you gotta be. He, it, it, Marvin Lewis, if he's standing there and he's seeing A.J. Green doing that, he's got to say to himself, well, I think I pretty much lost control of this. <laughs> because when A.J. Green, <laughs> who is quiet, right. who just goes out there and play, right. when, when he catches that when he catches that, 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 that violent bug, like the majority of the other players who, who actually get significant playing time on that Bengals team, right. if you're Marvin Lewis, you got to say to yourself, ah, oh, man, there's something. Something's got to happen. Definitely, Something's it's like, so it was going to be a choke down, but uh, was it Vincent Burnett again? No. Nah. Was it Pac-Man? <laughs> nah. Was it Gino? One of the deep, deep linemen? Nah, it was like, AJ Hawk, like, Jesus, AJ's out here choking people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, yo, AJ Green's out here choking people, like, 
Hell, yeah, did not see that one coming. Like, I got a long list of Bengals players that I think would, I could see choking people out. Mm-hmm. AJ Green's not on. So definitely with Marvin Lewis, like, huh, how but did he, we get here? But here's the thing about the Bengals, though. I feel better about the Bengals than I do the Ravens. Yeah, because the Bengals have AJ because because of AJ Green, because they're not they're still not giving the boy mixing the ball as much. Uh, we know that Bengals defense can still play. There's uh, a lot of talent. On yeah, Bengals. there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent on that team. Cincinnati Bengals is one of those teams that I'm still not counting them out the playoffs. Right? I am. I, I'm not. The reason I'm not counting them out the playoffs is because they are. They're three and five. Mm-hmm. All right. The Baltimore Ravens, who's right above them, is four and five. I'm counting the Ravens out. The sure. Buffalo Bills are five and three, and I expect them to go downhill. Looking at Tennessee Titans, five and three. Jacksonville Jaguars. <clears throat> if you look at the AFC, all right, and I'm looking at this. T- I'm looking at two teams. I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry. I'm looking at three teams. I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills. I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. These are all teams that the only thing they can do is run the ball. Mm-hmm. All right, solid defenses, but you can only run the ball. I'm looking at the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm saying that yes, you know the quarterback out there is not playing well. All right, but this is a team that has that has shown that they can still throw the ball. They're a team who still has a solid defense, and when you're looking at all when you look at the records at the rest of the teams, the Cincinnati Bengals are still in the mix for a wild card spot. So I'm not completely counting them out, but I'm put it this way. I'm going to say that, you know, if, if, if this is the outline, they got one foot out, but they still have one foot in. Yeah, I mean, mathematically, yes. When I watch them, I mean, they had the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's just not coming together. And, again, I, things like this just look like a peek into their into their thing. And it's just out of the frustration. I, I, obviously, what he did was out of frustration. Okay, mm-hmm. so the question becomes, is he frustrated with Jalen Ramsey or was he frustrated with the Bengals? Was he frustrated with the system? Was he frustrated with not getting the ball? What I mean... You don't do that because that wasn't about the push, right? I mean, you didn't decide that it's not the first time AJ Green's been pushed to the ground. He plays tackle football, like you said. Probably got pushed to the ground four times that game alone. So he's obviously frustrated. So it really doesn't wonder is he, is he was he wondered was he frustrated with Jalen Ramsey? Is he frustrated with being a banker? <laughs> I mean, you know what? When you when I see AJ Green do that, man, um, I mean, it could just be a frustration with life. Yeah, being in Cincinnati. It's nothing there. <laughs> um, you know, quarterback is, is just proven that, okay, well, you're just not going to be the guy that's going to get us there. Um, and the fact that you're losing the teams that you shouldn't be losing to. But with that said, um, A.J. Green is a guy that uh, the next game he plays in, I wouldn't be surprised if we see A.J. Green go off. Because of that, that's another reason why I'm not counting the Cincinnati Bengals out of this thing. Got you. Um, what's the next one? Next one we got is the Colts at the Texans. And what a difference. Uh, another another team that we, going back to what we're saying, you just had to take out the mix because of the quarterback. Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, this this team right here, we just watched him last week go, go up to Seattle, battle Russell Wilson, go down to the wire, put on one of the best games we've ever seen in NFL history. And a week later, you guys can't beat a Colts team that a Colts team that is basically one of the worst teams in the NFL, mm-hmm. and they beat you in in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what there is to say about this game, really, other than I mean, the Colts get two big plays from Tyo, and you eliminate those two plays, and did absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, they got two plays. I think of both of sixty yards or, or better. 
from uh, from him. Mm-hmm. They eliminate that. They did nothing. And that was 175 uh, yards right there on two on two passes, uh, basically. Um, the, te- the Texans, all I can tell you, man, left now. I mean, you, you lost Watt. You lost your quarterback. Uh, all I can tell you, really, is the uh, Hopkins is amazing. That's what I can tell you about Yeah, Hopkins too. is amazing. I think this is a situation where you, you have to lean on Miller. Lamar? You have to lean on Lamar Miller. Um, and there's one. Savage look awful. Savage look awful. If I'm the Houston Texans, I'm looking at this Houston Texans team, and I'm saying to myself, before Deshaun, before Deshaun Watson came in, all those pieces around him were the same. What did what did Watson bring to the table that your other quarterbacks didn't bring to the table? And that's the fact that he can make plays with his feet. The Houston Texans need to go out and find themselves a quarterback who can make plays with 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 his feet. Any one guy in particular? I mean, first, I mean, I, I, we were talking about this Sunday. Uh, I made, I made, I mentioned this on Sunday. I think that this would be a perfect fit for, okay. for Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a perfect fit for him. Um, because he's a running quarterback, right? And then I think that he's a guy that that the team will gravitate towards because of the fact that he can. He's a running quarterback. When the line breaks down, you need a guy who can make plays with his feet. That's the one thing that Deshaun Watson brings that's differently than Savage and everybody else. Every other quarterback that Houston has ever had, they can throw the ball. Every quarterback can throw the ball. Right. He can read defense, do all this, that, and the third. But they're winning games because Deshaun Watson is making was making plays with his feet. So when you when you when you know everybody's gonna talk about the Kaepernick saga and this, that, and the third, but if ever there was a team that I could say, hey, you may want to strongly consider bringing this guy in, I would say the Houston mm-hmm. Texans because because he, he can do he can make plays with his feet. Yep, I, I, I definitely hear you. You had the things that I thought or something. Um yeah no the tech the Colts are just bad. Um the Texans and that would be great. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's just gonna happen though. Um, this, oh, you know, while we were here yesterday, oh, we won't get into that. I was going to say the Ursay's comments, but we still don't even fully know what the context was. Or so I'll leave that alone. Um, the Cardinals and 49ers, man. 49ers just go to 0-9, and the Cardinals basically, uh, say we have our backup quarterback. So what we were going to do is just basically hand the ball to Adrian Peterson a hundred times and call it a day. Uh, 37 carries for Adrian Peterson, 159 yards. Um, Stan throws the ball 30 times. 15 of 30, which is not good. Um, not much to see here, right? Yeah, it's really not much. I mean, as far as the 49ers are concerned. That quarterback's back there getting crushed. Yeah, by the he's way. back there getting murdered. Yeah. If I'm Garoppolo, I heard they were calling him. They were saying C.J. Beathard is the um, crash test tummy for uh, Garoppolo. They're saying, like, they're just trying things out with him. Let him get beat up before they put Garoppolo in there. Well, when they put it this way. When they put Garoppolo in there, you're going to see that offense perform a lot better. I think that offense is going to be better. Uh, when you look at what he was able to do in the absence of Tom Brady, you think about the fact that he's a guy that's coming from the New England Patriots, and if it's one thing I know about that offense, first of all, offensive football is a game of time and spacing, mm-hmm. and that's something that the New England Patriots quarterbacks have done a great job of is just understanding the time and the spacing that's needed to be successful. With that said, in Kyle Shanahan's offense, I think Garoppolo, uh, I think Garoppolo, when he comes in, I, the 49ers offense is going to get better, and I think that you'll start to see them 
uh, I think the, the 49ers will get a couple of wins, get a few wins. <laughs> a few wins? What are you talking about? Oh, what are you talking about? What, I'm talking about when they put Garoppolo yeah. in there. Because with the quarterback that they have right now, it's just like, you know, you know, he, hey, he's playing football. He's in the National what? Football League. He's a young guy. But clearly that's a situation. What is Okay, so because I, I, we've heard everything. We've heard when it first started, when they, signed, they traded for Garoppolo, the thing was that meant that was the Knicks of um, Kirk Cousins. Right. They're yeah. saying that's the end of that. Yeah. They, they got their quarterback. They traded for him. Then now you hear they're not going to – they might not play Garoppolo for the whole season. Then now you hear they're going to play him. They don't like him. Then they're still going to go after Kirk Cousins. Like, what What are you doing with Garoppolo? You already traded and you traded away a draft pick for him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if – First of all, what do you make of this whole thing? Like this whole Kirk Cousins thing? Can you can can Shanahan really be worried about a guy on another team in another like? I mean, can that be in the back of your mind? Like, oh, next year I'm gonna get Kirk. I mean, you're not guaranteed Kirk. You're not guaranteed anything. I don't think Shanahan is thinking that way, but I'm sure Lynch is. I'm sure the GM is thinking that way. So then, what are we doing with Garoppolo? Uh, Garoppolo is good. Is a good insurance policy. Um, and the NFC has to use I think that he's going to play this year, um, and. Whether Kirk Cousins is out as far as the 49ers are concerned, it's all going to come down to how Garoppolo plays. You cannot play Garoppolo this entire year, and you can still franchise him. Mm-hmm. And you would think that would be, you'd be okay with that? Yeah, why not? I mean, you're playing with house money. The Bears gave you everything. The Bears gave you the farm to be able to trade up, to move up, I think, one or two spots to, right. get, to get the, uh, the quarterback, uh, Trubisky. So as far as I'm concerned, for, um, the 49ers are playing with house money. I think Pierre Garçon is out right now. Um, I, I, I think that once Garoppolo plays, I, I truly believe that the 49ers are going to start to pull off some wins here. And and as far as Kirk Cousins being done in, in San Francisco, I don't think that. I don't think that's the case. It's all going to come down to how Garoppolo plays. And then, the, and then on the other side of the ball there, uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I just make this up. I think Arizona's still not a good football team. They just played a team that's even worse than that. You know, it, I, I, I wish Fitz would get would be able to get out of Arizona. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, but he's, he's, one, of, he's one of those guys that you want to see him in the playoffs. You want to see him on a, on, on a good team because he's just been, I mean, he's just been an outstanding professional from the time that he's gotten into present day. Great problem. Um, he he's just I mean just a great person. I remember just seeing him before whenever we played the Cardinals, just seeing him and just his attitude's always the same. He's upbeat. Hey, home team. You know he's just upbeat. He's 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 a guy that you know works hard. Mm-hmm. He's a very consistent wide receiver. And so when I'm thinking about the Arizona Cardinals, um, I'm thinking about Fitzgerald. Um, I don't know how many I don't know how many years he's going to play after this, but he's a guy that I want to see him be part of a winning team. He's not a guy that that. You want to see his career in being part of a bad team because he has been that good for the National Football League. Yes. He's given the National Football League a whole lot of highlight players. Yes, he has. I've yet to hear one person say a bad thing about uh, Fitz, about Fitz, yeah. Um Redskins Seahawks, man. The Washington, D.C. Super Bowl. Right? I mean, um, you said it when, when when you got here. First of all, last week you said you expected them to lose by 20. Yeah, I thought they were going to get blown out. Um, and when you got here on Sunday, you said, I know if they win this game, the city is going to act like the, uh, we won the Super Bowl. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know, goes enough to the field. We, we were laughing the week before about how they, you know, the first, they did absolutely nothing. And this time he goes enough to the field and essentially three passes. Now, one, 
ironically, I wonder what Richard Sherman has to say because he's always riding the offense about, you know, they're, them not doing nothing and them not showing up and them costing the team the game. And that's the reason that I feel like you can't make those scenes because you just guys, you know, gave up the play. You don't yeah. see Russell Wilson jumping down your back and telling mm-hmm. you, about how you guys have to do better. You don't see anybody uh, from the offense telling you what play calls you guys should be doing in defense and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a team. You win together, you lose together. Stuff happens. You worry about yourself. And that's that's the reason I feel like it's, it's not to say that you're even wrong, but it's just like if you don't want them coming at you saying, yeah. what the hell are you guys doing, da 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 then, then you don't do that. Um, go ahead. This is your account. I'll let you handle this. Um, it was just a good win by the Redskins. I mean, when I <laughs> – when the game as when the game started and as I'm watching the game, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what the reason that I thought the Redskins were going to get blown out is that you have offensive linemen who were hurt, you're playing in Seattle, and you're playing up against one of the most savage defenses in the National Football League. Um, with that said, Kirk Cousins did a great job of standing in the pocket and taking some hits to deliver some good passes. That he did. I'm happy that Dotson was able to come down with that catch because ever since that Kansas City <laughs> drop, uh, you know, you know, people around here they have been it's just been all over Dotson. I, I listen to 980 a lot, Doc Walker and, and Scott Jackson and, and Brian Mitchell and Cooley and Kevin in the morning. I listen to those guys, so I'm able to hear what the fans are talking about. You know, I thought that this was an impressive win for the Washington Redskins, um, and I was starting, to, I was getting ready to look at them through another light until I found out this one thing. They're the only team that has gone into Seattle in the regular season, and they're undefeated. The Washington Redskins going into Seattle have not lost a game during the regular season. With that said, you got to hope that they get healthy again. It was great seeing D. Hall out there on the Mm -hmm. field, man. It was. It was great seeing D. Hall out there on the field. That's some life in him, too. He had life in him, and and with D. Hall, he's just going to get better. This Mm -hmm. is his first game back. He's going to get better. When you look at D'Angelo Hall, Swearinger, Breland, and 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 um, and Norman, you're talking about a solid, solid secondary. As for the Redskins, for me, this was a good win. You needed this win to stay in the hunt. Um, now you have to come back and do it again because, to me, you're playing against, I think, the best defense in the National Football League in the Minnesota Vikings this upcoming week. So it was a much-needed win for the Washington Redskins. They still don't have a run game. Um, P. Ryan, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know how as a running back you try to take a handoff with your hands closed. <laughs> to me, that's a sign of fear. Um, you know, it was just a good win for the Washington Redskins. They kept their season alive. Now you, the Seahawks just have to come back and, and do it again against uh, the Minnesota Vikings this week. But as far as Seattle's concerned, you know, you know how I feel about them. I, I, I can care less about this. If they qualify for the playoffs, that's the only thing that matters. I'll leave it at that. Um, the Redskins, it's a good win. I mean, like you said, it's, it's a good win. It don't take anything away from anybody. It's a good win. It's a good win to have on the resume win in Seattle. Um, they went out there. They played good. Um, they did what they were supposed to do. It's a good win. There's nothing else more to it. I, I, I will say this because I, I thought about this. I think the Seahawks took them lightly. I think the Seahawks said the Redskins are about to come in here with only one of their starting offensive linemen playing, and they're about to wreck shop. And I think the Seahawks took the Redskins lightly. This upcoming week, I don't think the Minnesota's going to take the Redskins lightly. And, and we're going to find out this week. To be honest with you, I think the Redskins season is going to come down to this week. Mm. This, this Minnesota game. Chiefs-Cowboys. Great game, man. That play before the half. <clears throat> crazy, right? Yeah. yeah you know, the, uh, 
That's the Alex Smith Hail Mary. That's the definition of an Alex Smith Hail Mary. Like, yo, go deep. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to throw the ball about 15 yards. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you followed my career. We're definitely not, we're definitely not doing any of the Hail Mary foolishness. Mm-hmm. He's like, my definition of Hail Mary is about a good 20-yard pass. Um, and then they, Tyreek Hill goes down the field with two, two blockers and a receiver out wide. And essentially looks like 13 Cowboys, right? Yeah. And I don't even think any of them get a hand on him. Like, it's the way he's just, like, pitter-patter, pitter-patter, jog, 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 and then he hits that gear, mm-hmm. and and the thing is, like, he lo- when he's just pitter-patter and jogging, the Cowboys are doing a little jog, and then he hits the gear, and it's like, they're still standing in first gear, and it's like, oh, my gosh, that guy's gone. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Just, just, like, just like that. Almost untouched. I don't know who the wide receiver was on that play. He picked up two. He got, he did a great job of blocking. He, mm-hmm. he picked up two guys on that. The reason I think you see the, the Dallas Cowboys just just kind of patent, patent, patent is because they realize who has the ball. And he's a guy that you better make sure you have all lanes, all lanes locked down. Because if you don't, and, and we're sitting here watching it right now, I mean, they got two, four, five, six, seven. They got seven guys on three. It's seven on, it's seven on three. Untouched. Untouched. I'm sorry, seven on four if you, you know, if, 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 you, count if, you, count, the ball. if you count the guy with the ball. Right. Um. And then that missed tackle at the end. It was just a great play design. Um, with that said, that's a big win for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, is, is, it's unfortunate for what's going on with Zeke because the Cowboys, as far as who they are as a team, is, is week to week. You just don't know if Zeke will I think it's time to let it go. I think it's time for the NFL to let that go. No, I think it's time for Jerry Jones to let it go. <laughs> well, if, here's the thing. No, the NFL, absolutely. They, I feel like they did. But they're not going to. But, if, again, we're entering a territory that is like, we can't do this every week. And then at week 10, it's like, fine, damn, all right, that's it. And now it's like, so now we're going to the playoffs without him? Like, how good would it be? If I'm the Cowboys right now, and what are we in week 10? How, could you imagine if this was four weeks in your rearview mirror already? Like, wouldn't you rather that? I would rather if they don't have anything on me to say suspend me for six games, just let it go. Stop trying to make up for the – stop trying to make up for the – Great rice, Absolutely. Because – because – because – it's not. It's not just about the Cowboys. Now you're talking about Zeke, and I don't know what his life is like off the field. I'm sure as as young players, just as people in general, we're going to do some things. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have anything on this man to suggest right. that you're going to suspend him for six, six games, games, stop. Stop looking for stuff. Yeah, just let sure. it go. I mean, just 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 let it go. I, I've been saying this as long as the Dallas Cowboys are mathematically in it, I don't think they're going to suspend Zeke. You're not going to suspend. You're not. The NFL is about making money. And one thing you're not going to do is suspend one of the guys. Well, what's the, the reason they're not suspending him is not hitting us the courts. Goodell's trying to suspend him. Let it go. He, he seems like he just, just, I don't just, think he knows what that means. You know, did put it this way. He I, didn't have to. The Tom Brady thing went on. That was definitely left it, it, it was ridiculous. Now. You're talking about air pressure and footballs. Yeah. For two years. That's, that's, that's crazy. That you want to talk about letting something go. That whole air, that whole, that whole air pressure thing. I, I think that this is a problem that. That it's just a part of life. If you make a mistake, just admit that you made the mistake. Don't try to make up for the mistake by making another mistake. What's just that? admit. Just, right. just like admit. We missed the Ray Rice thing. We, okay, we missed the Ray Rice thing. All right, Tom okay. Brady. I mean, okay. Well, the, how can we prove that there was the, that there were really deflated balls? Right. All right. Now we look at the Z case, and I don't know the details of the case, but the fact that he's not suspended right now clearly tells me that obviously you don't have enough on Z. Right. Maybe I they agree. thought that it was a situation that he was just going to just lay back and take the hit. 
but he's not laying back and taking a hit. So now the NFL can, you know, if, if they don't have enough on Zeke, now you're just going to continue to show, you know, who you really are. Yeah, I mean, it's a national football league. He, he, took a, he took a public beating for letting Ray Rice go with his, like, two-game suspension. So I guess he pretty much decided, next time a domestic case comes across my desk, throwing the book at this guy. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what the situation is, I, I, I got to show them, I got to make up to all the women across the world, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I'm just throwing the book at whoever comes comes across my desk with any sort of information. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, we don't know we don't know anything about that, but it's not fair to the guys because we're out here walking around with you got a target on your back. And what's the perspective? Any girl just says, you didn't call me back, uh, you know, we'll see how you like this when I contact the NFL and let them know about you doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately, things like this are going to continue because there's no consequence for people who do that. Nope. You know, there's no consequence. Nope. So, so as far as I'm concerned with this whole Zeke thing, it, it, either suspend the man or just drop it. And I think that right now the best thing to do is is just drop it. You're absolutely right. The Jerry Jones is definitely going to fight this. Uh, he's going to fight this one forever. I, 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 obviously, he. I wonder whose diamonds on those. Is on Jerry's dime or Ezekiel's dime? I don't know whose diamonds on, but at the end of the day, Jerry Jones knows that if his team is going to win a Super Bowl, that he needs Ezekiel Elliott on the football field. And, and yeah, it should be on Ezekiel. It should be on Jerry Jones' dime. Then yeah, you I mean, got way more dimes than me. I mean, he, I, yeah, he, I mean, Jerry has his own world. Right? Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. That right there. That that right there. Uh, lets you know. But as far as the Cowboys concerned. Um, that's you know that's that's a good win. I, I thought Kansas City was going to win that game. I really thought Tyreek Hill was going to be able to get off. I didn't think the Cowboys' defense was going to be able to stop the Kansas City. If you, if you think about offense. that, in the two years, that'll be that Goodell has started a beef with Kraft and Jerry Jones. Those are probably the two owners that you least want to want to want to bother. You definitely don't want to bother him. That's like walking up. To, <laughs> that's like, like walking up to Mike Tyson in his prime and slapping yeah, him in the back of the neck. Yeah, I, I don't. Those are the two guys that I, I wouldn't want to mess with, and that's the reason. I don't think it's a coincidence that Goodell's uh, contract extension still isn't signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Still isn't signed. So, man, I, I, you know what? As far as all all that off the field stuff, and and it's sad. And, and to be honest with you, I think that the NFL, with all the off season problems, I think the NFL has itself to blame. To blame because these are the things that it promotes. You know, this is the thing that when you when you're listening to all these different shows and when you think about when players voice started, and I remember the whole concept is that we want to get back to talking about sports. Right. You know, every time I turn on ESPN or one of these other channels, there's always some type of drama, some type of garbage. Let's talk about sports. Yeah, that. And so I think that. the NFL has. I think you know, as far as you know, ratings dropping and things of that nature is because, you know, I mean, yeah, you have instant replay that's called from New York and you still get it wrong. It's crazy. I mean, so, I mean, so I think a lot of what's going on in the NFL, the NFL's bringing on itself, but as far as that Z case is concerned, either suspend the man or let it go. Admit, put it as what, things in life will go a lot smoother if you just admit your faults. But when you try to cover up your faults, or overcompensate, and then you over try to overcompensate your faults, and then those things get ex- get exposed. Now all of a sudden, it just blows everything out of proportion. John Carlo, you're part of the show now. The Raiders, Dolphins, we got a whole lot of Dolphins fans out there. Raiders, Dolphins. The Raiders needed that one. Yeah, bad. they definitely. They, needed they, the Raiders needed that one bad. Um, Dolphins are four and four. Mm-hmm. 
Derek Carr spotting. Haven't seen him look like Derek Carr in a while. Marshawn Lynch spotting. Hadn't seen Marshawn Lynch in a while. And he, and he looked good, and he looked happy, and he looked sharp, and he was moving, and he was cutting, and, you know, he was get, picking up touchdowns. Um, hadn't seen Marshawn Lynch look like that since week one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the, the two questions about this one is, it, are the Raiders back? And Jay Cutler, 311, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, sacked one time for two yards. Uh, you know, a lot better than Matt Moore. For those people <laughs> who were looking for the, uh, wondering if, if it was Matt Moore time and if Jay Cutler was the problem. So, I mean, they go out there, they, they, they traded away their, 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 their best player, essentially. Their, their, excuse me, their starting running back, at least. And, I mean, they lose to the Raiders by three points. Cutler has one of his better games ever. Um, and the Raiders, I mean, to me, the Dolphins, the Dolphins are better than I thought they were. Yeah. So, I, I'll give them that. To me, this is, the Raiders needed this win. The, the Raiders are on life support. Yeah. They, they just lost badly uh, in Buffalo. They, like I said, they stayed on the East Coast. They didn't go home. The last thing you need to do is return home with two losses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Raiders definitely needed this one. Um, you know, Kansas City just don't know what's going on with Kansas City. So, um, the, as far as I'm concerned, the Raiders are still in the hunt right now. They're definitely in the hunt right now. I think that <laughs> man, D said the Dolphins are trash. Yeah, the Dolphins are some trash. <laughs> they, 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 they are definitely some trash. I thought they were trash at the beginning of the year, and they're four and four. Like, I mean, I thought I really thought the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins were like historic trash. Like, I thought they were going to be like two and fourteen type of thing. But you know what? There's a lot of teams in the AFC that's just some trash, and what you have is a bunch of trash teams playing against each other. I couldn't agree with you. It's definitely a bunch of trash teams. A bunch of trash teams playing against each other. With that said, uh, the Raiders got what they needed most, and that was a win. Uh, You know, Cook with eight receptions for 126 yards. Mari Cooper had four receptions. You know, I didn't see the game, but I would love to know if he had any drops because a lot of of the Raiders' problems this year – they stem from drop passes. You know, you you're talking about the Raiders are a couple of a couple of complete a couple of court passes away right. from being at the top of the division. So I'm not completely counting the Raiders out right now. I think when you look at that division, I think the Chargers are done. I think the Broncos are done unless Paxton Lynch comes in and he's able to give them an offensive boost. So when you look at the AFC West, I think it's a two t- it's a two team. It's going to come down to two teams, and I think we talked about this at the beginning of the year that I thought the AFC West would come down to two teams: the Raiders and the Chiefs. And I thought the Chargers would be, uh, if there was three teams from this division that made the playoffs, I thought the Chargers would be. With that said, the Chargers are out. Uh, big win for the Raiders. Just have to continue to rack up some wins. Yeah, the uh, Raiders, that was a good win. Uh, when we get to the next part, we'll see who they play this week and, and where we go from there. But they need to build off of this. Like I said, they, they lost to Buffalo. They spent uh, the entire two weeks on the West Coast, East Coast, excuse me. The last thing you need to do is come home with two losses to yeah. the Dolph- to the Bills and the Dolphins. That would not have been a good look. Yeah, wouldn't have been a good. So look. That, that that was a must must win game. And the Dolphins uh, again, like I said, I thought they were going to be historically bad, and I mean they're just bad, not historically bad. Yeah, yeah. So just, that, that yeah. that's why I leave it at that. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about the Dolphins. I mean, you got Jay Cutler in there, and I mean, good for him. He had a good game. The Dolphins are out of the playoffs. I don't think the Dolphins were ever in the playoffs. Well, I mean. I think they were. I, I thought that this was fun. I, I thought the Dolphins were a team that could really compete in the AFC East. But when you trade away your best running back, Cutler gets hurt. 
Um, and then you lose a wild card game to the Oakland Raiders. You know, if it comes down to these two teams are tired, the Oakland Raiders are going um, to get in there. This is the part. This is the time of the season where teams you go, you, you have to start looking and realize that if you're the Dolphins, you lose a game like this, you no longer control your own destiny. It's another tiebreaker. It's another tiebreaker loss. Yeah, I, I agree, John Carl. I don't know if the drug testing where you work at now, but he said that the Dolphins are going to go five and three and make the playoffs. Oh yeah, you must be playing Madden. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know where you where you see that at five and three down the stretch. Sounds good though. I mean, you're a Dolphins fan, so I wouldn't expect anything. Well, else. then again, we gotta look at the schedule because on the schedule they may play the Giants. They may how many times they play the Giants? Five. No, I'm just saying Giants. They may Browns, play the Giants, 49ers. the Browns, the Forty oh, yeah. Niners. Yeah, correct. So if for some reason they're to play all three of those guys, then yeah. yes, I, I I would agree with you. But assuming that that's not the case, <laughs> I don't see that. I don't see that happening at all. Uh, but yeah, Oakland, welcome back to the discussion. And let's, if you can build, pick up two wins in a row here, or something like that, definitely, definitely welcome back to the discussion. And because uh, I mean, they got the talent. Yes, they got the receivers. Yes. They got the quarterback. Uh, once we start seeing Navarro getting worked into the defense, you yeah. got Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. uh, arguably the best defensive player in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they got the weapons. Yeah, it just it just needs to come together and gel. Then the Monday night game. Green Bay and, and Detroit couldn't, uh, again, I've been telling you for years that, that Aaron Rodgers is just out there playing with, uh, with guys, just yeah. a bunch of just guys. And um, I don't expect them to win a game without uh, Aaron Rodgers. The Lions, good victory. Yeah. Uh, told you Golden Tate, man, is one of the most underrated uh, players in football. Yeah, Golden Tate, week in and week out, he goes to work and he puts up these numbers and nobody really talks about him. But that dude, that dude's for real. Um, the Lions are four and four. They're in a position for when the when the pack when Aaron Rodgers went down. The Lions are one of the teams that their antennas went up and said, "We now have a real, real shot." Mm, yeah, we have a real, I real think shot. Every team in the NFC that's not named Seattle or Dallas, you when Green when when Green Bay went down, you said to yourself, "We have a legitimate shot here." Uh, especially in that division, the Lions. And I thought that this division would come down to Green Bay and Detroit. Now that I didn't think Minnesota would, would finish as high as they did. With that said, um, the Lions just got to keep getting some getting get. They just have to keep getting wins. Uh, Matthew Stafford, twenty six for thirty three with three hundred sixty one yards and two touchdowns. And here's the key about that: no interceptions and only sacked once. And only sacked once. If the Lions are able to do that, protect Matthew Stafford. I don't care who your secondary is. He can pick you apart if you're getting. No, he can. Time. He can. If you give Stafford some time, he will. He will. I'm, I'm not even a huge Matthew Stafford fan, but if you do give him some time, then he gets rolling. Mm-hmm. He can play. I mean, he can play. I'm not. I'm not a Matthew Stafford guy, but he can play. Yeah. And if you give him some time to make plays, he will. And he's got. And he's got people who can. Who can the playmakers out there um, who who can make plays. It's still, they're committed to the running with him. With Abdullah with 21 carries for 50 yards, but that's not even really that effective. And um, again, that's going to be to me Detroit's Achilles heel is that. It's, we've seen it for the past couple of years. We always thought it was with the Calvin Johnson thing, and that's what it was. But the, the, Detroit has a tendency to just get one-dimensional. And, and, and too many of these times you look up and you see the box score and you say, whoa, 40 pass attempts, 50 pass attempts, 45 pass attempts. That's a lot, a lot of pass attempts. We said before, you know, we always just assumed it was, oh, you know, Calvin Johnson, and then they got another guy. So it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvin Johnson's been gone for three years now, and, and Matthew Stafford's still out there throwing the ball. 
You're still leading the league in the pass attempts. Well, I think if you're Detroit, that's what you want. I mean, when you look at your running back who has 21 carries, he also has two fumbles in that game, and he lost one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's why I said I believe their Achilles heel is going to be that they, they don't have a running game. They don't have a, a ground a, – a, a dominant uh, runner like that, a punishing runner like that. I told you, Abdul is a scat back, uh, they, they, uh, and then Theoretic is a receiving back, so they don't even have a, a power running back at all. They have two running backs, and neither of them uh, are power backs. Which yeah. is none, of their, none of their backs are, are, are threats. But if the offensive line is going to play well, I don't mind Matthew Stafford uh, dropping back and throwing the ball. I think that the success of the, defense, uh, of the Detroit Lions is going to come down to their defense ability to keep teams close enough that it would allow Matthew Stafford to go out there and do what he does. Yep. All right. Well, that was uh, week. What was that week nine? Yep. All right. Well, let's go and get into week ten. And what's the what's the Thursday night game? Thursday night game: Seahawks and Cardinals. That's a good game. <clears throat> Give me the Seahawks, though. Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Seahawks. I don't. I don't. I mean, the the. Seahawks just lost to the Redskins at home. I feel sorry for the Cardinals because they're going to they're going to be the ones who have to who have to deal with that. But with that, but the only reason why I'm I'm, I'm saying the only reason why I'm not giving the Cardinals a chance of winning this game is because of their quarterback situation. I think if Carson Palmer was healthy, um, Carson Palmer done, dude. Yeah, he's done. I mean, he's done. But I just think that you put his way, he, he's better than what they're. Yes, he's right better now. than um, Drew Stanton. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna go with the Seahawks. Right? I'll go with the Seahawks. So like you said, coming off of a loss at home to the Redskins, uh, <clears> yeah, <throat> I think that that Seattle needs to. I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle goes on one of those rolls. They win four or five in a row. Yeah, that that's pretty much how. That, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, Saints at the Bills. Saints, Saints are on a roll. Bills just got embarrassed. It is outdoors, and I, I haven't looked at the forecast. It's pretty chilly right here, right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're Buffalo, and that's going to be mid November. Yeah, but you know what? I, it's outdoors. It's outdoors, but I'm still going to go with the Saints. I think the Saints are rolling right now. The Bills are one dimensional, and I just think that the Saints right now they they're, they're looking for this to be a special season. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Saints. I'm going to pick the Bills, and that's because of. The game temperature, where it is, the time of the year, what it is. If, because you are 100% right when you said earlier, this is the first time in the Drew Brees, um, Sean Payton era, we've seen such balance. Yeah. Such balance. So, if the Saints are able to pull this one off, it's easy to say it's just the Bills, but to me it's not just the Bills. It's about showing that balance. And if the Saints are able to win a game in November, mid-November, in Buffalo, with a balance and no heroics from Drew Brees, I'll really be buying it. I'll be like, you know, that's okay. They really are a complete, well-rounded uh, football team. Um, for all those people who were saying, you know, about the Adrian Peterson thing and that first week when he scored and da 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 da, boy, the Saints something wrong. The Saints, uh, Saints are doing just fine without Adrian Peterson. Yeah, they've moved on from that and they're doing just fine. Yep. Um, but give me the Bills. Uh, Packers go to Chicago. I'm taking Green Bay. I told you I don't think I'll be picking Green Bay for the rest of the season. I'm I'm picking Green Bay because I just to be honest with you, when you look at the teams that the Green Bay Packers have played since Aaron Rodgers has has gotten hurt, um, they were playing against good offenses. I believe. I don't think that the Bears. I think the Bears are a one dimensional team. Although this game is at Chicago, I really don't think it matters because you're talking about two cold weather teams. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Green Bay Packers on this. I think that this is a winnable game for them. 
And I think it's a winnable game for the Bears, and there's not many winnable games that the Bears have. So give me the Bears. I, I think <clears> Bears <throat> are one of those teams that when when Aaron Rodgers went down, they were looking at their chops and saying, why not us? Yeah. And um, give me the Bears. Give me the Bears. Browns at Lions in Detroit. Give me the Lions. Yeah, Lions. Um, Bengals at Titans. That's a tough one. Is AJ Green suspended for that game? Nope. Not suspended. I'm going to go Bengals. In Tennessee. I'm gonna go Give me Bengals. Tennessee. I'm going to go Bengals. I think AJ Green is about to just. I, I think that this week it's going to be about AJ Green and that boy Mixon. I think that you're about to see those two guys explode. I don't disagree with any of that. Just give me the Titans. I, I don't like putting my money in the Andy Dalton basket. Um, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Steelers, Colts. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, more Steelers. Um, Jets, Buccaneers. No Jameis, no Mike Evans. Give me the Jets. Give me the Jets. Um, Vikings, come here. Redskins. Give me the Vikings. I think the Vikings are a better football team. I'm pausing because I'm trying to think of a reason to pick the Redskins, and I just can't find one. I think Stephon Diggs is coming home. And mm-hmm. If you don't put Norman on him, I don't care who's checking him. I just think that he's I think he's gonna have a phenomenal game. Um the thing the thing that I believe favors the Redskins with this game being at home is the they weather. Have to travel far to go after the game. The weather one and the fact that you're playing on grass, I think that's going to slow down the Vikings' mm-hmm. front rush. And I think that's going to give the Redskins an, an edge. Um, I thought the Redskins were going to get blown out last week, and they got a win. I want them to keep winning, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the Vikings. You want them to pick winning, so you're going to pick the Vikings? Yeah, when I pick them to win, they lose. Okay. And so I'll, I'm, I'm going to say that, the, that the, I'm going to, I want to pick the Redskins so bad, just for my record. But... I'm going to go with the Vikings in this game. I'm going with the Vikings as well. I think the Vikings are just a better football team. Um, they they placed um, Bridgewater, excuse me, they placed uh, Sam Bradford on IR, and they've activated Bridgewater. They said Bridgewater won't be starting. He'll be the um, backup to Case Keelum. Um, I, I, the sooner they can get Bridgewater in there and up to speed and get going, it's time to start talking about the Vikings as a threat. To uh, you know, to make some noise in the NFC, they'll they'll be they'll be in that debate. I mean, if they were to, if they pick up a win here, they'll be seven and two. Like I said, I mean, they really they just need if I'm if I'm Minnesota, we got to get Bridgewater up to speed ASAP. Case Killing is not taking us anywhere. I said I want to see Bridgewater in this game because I thought it would favor. I'm switching my pick. I'm going to Redskins. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Redskins. You're over and, there trying and, to force yourself to do that. Which no, never no, I'm, no, no. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go back to. The only reason I was I, I picked the Vikings is because of superstitious reasons. I think the Redskins can win this game if they. I don't. First of all, if I'm the Vikings, I do not play Teddy Bridgewater in this game. The first thing I'm thinking about is RG3 playing in that stadium with a bad knee. You do not want Teddy Bridgewater coming into a coming into a situation where he's coming back off of that knee injury. He's playing at FedEx Field, which is a terrible field. We have no idea what the weather is going to be like. So if they do play play Teddy Bridgewater, I, I think that he's. If you're the Redskins, you want to face Bridgewater. I would rather face the guy that hasn't played all year long on a surface that's going to slow him down. Um, and if I'm the Vikings, I don't I, I don't play Bridgewater. So um, who will have a better game, Drew Brees or, or Tyrod? Brees. Brees ain't done nothing, dude. He hasn't he hasn't done anything. 
but everybody knows. That. I mean, you'd be a fool to say Tyrod Taylor, right? But I, mean, I guess they had no passing game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he was going to do something, he would have did it against the Jets. He'll have more rushing yards. That's about it. No, definitely Drew Brees. Definitely yeah, I'm definitely Drew going Drew Brees. All right, so I'm going to go with final answer. I'm going with just, the Vikings. Exactly. Like what you're trying to do is talk yourself into it. I just think the Redskins will win this game. I don't trust the running backs. You want the Redskins I don't, to win? I want the Redskins to win, and if they had a, a backfield that I trusted, I think they could. But I don't trust the backfield, so I'm going go with the Vikings. Final answer: Vikings. Vikings here. Um, Chargers go to Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville. You know how I feel about Philip Rivers, mm-hmm. and you know how I feel about the Jacksonville. Yes, I do. Right now, San Diego I gotta coming take, I gotta take. I got to take Jacksonville. Flying across the country. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jacksonville. Okay. Um, Rams, Texas. Rams. Give me the Rams, man. Give me the Rams. Uh, Cowboys go into Atlanta. Falcons. Know how I said that AJ is about to have a big game? I think Julio Jones is about to destroy (laughs) this team. Drop the touchdown pass, and if he catches that, the Falcons win this game. With a competitor like Julio, you're coming, you know, you're, you're playing in Atlanta. I think Julio is about to torch them. I think he's about to torch them. I like that two-headed monster that the Falcons have in the backfield. Um, I know, you know, I know how you feel about Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I know the Cowboys are coming off a good win against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, but I think, you know, the Cowboys are playing at home. You're coming to Atlanta playing against a, a an Atlanta team that they need this win. Yes, they do, and they're one and two at home. They, they have losses. this is a playoff game right here. At one point in time, Atlanta wasn't losing two games in in Atlanta. In three years. Yeah, this is a playoff game right here. If the Falcons lose this, they're out of the playoffs because I don't see the Cowboys winning the AFC East. I mean, NFC East. So, I'm going to go with the Falcons in this game. I like everything you said. And I, you're right that if the Falcons are not going to win the South, so they'd be looking at a playoff game. The Cowboys aren't going to win the East. So, that would be a tiebreaker going towards the Cowboys. Yeah. So, really, this game is more than just this game. This is a tiebreaker right here. Yeah. This is this is tiebreaker game here. Um, if you're Atlanta, I I, I want to say the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys are a better team. And I think the Falcons are fluke, but I, I feel like the Falcons are playing for a lot more. You know, um, they need this. They don't want to go to four and five and one and three at home. Even more important, you know, you don't want to lose three games at home in a brand new stadium. I mean, they got a brand new stadium. Yeah. Um, give me the Falcons. Give give me the Falcons. Um. Oh wow. Game of the week. Okay. <laughs> All I can say is uh, DJ and Los got a couple of friends who like. Uh, got a lot of friends who like the Giants. A lot of friends. Haas, if you're out there, uh, a lot of people like the 49ers. Definitely game of the week. <laughs> Giants at the 49ers. Good God. They're gonna put that on television. Won't be on television. Tell you where it won't be on television at. Over here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, man, I I think the 49ers get their first win of the season. I think they get their first win. Sure, why not? Why not? Right? I mean, this is like how many wins the Giants have? One. One. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm gonna go. For, I think 49ers win this game. Although, what wouldn't surprise me is if Eli hears all of this talk and he goes out there and has some monster game. Because if he's gonna have a monster game, it's gonna be against the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers have played tough. They did earlier in the year. They, yeah, I mean, they have played tough. I just, I'm hoping Garoppolo starts. I do too. We can, can we get to the Garoppolo era? Yeah, you traded for yeah, the guy. Let's trade let's for him. Let's let's get to the era. I'm, I'm gonna go 49ers in this game. Um, 
the thing is, like, I, I think the 49ers are a 0 and 9 football team. Like, I think they're that bad. Um, the Giants, and maybe it's just because it's the Giants' name, and you're just not accustomed to them being 1 7, but maybe the Giants are just a, one of the worst football teams w- w- without all these weapons. Yeah, you know what? Give me the 49ers. Why not? You, got, you have two teams who all season long, their quarterbacks have been under siege. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think that the Giants, especially what's going on in that franchise, they're coming across the country to play San Francisco. I just like I like the 49ers in this game, especially if Garoppolo plays. He says this oh hell no. Does Kyle lose his job if if they go 0 and eighteen? Nah, Kyle not going nowhere. Please. Kyle Shanahan is Kyle's not going You know what? We haven't talked about that and, and let me finish this and then we'll get to that. Um Patriots Broncos. Pats. Patriots. Um, John Carlo, what's up? Dolphins, Panthers. You guys are losing. I'm taking the Panthers. Yeah, I'm definitely going Panthers. Monday night. Yeah. In Carolina, yeah. I'm taking that. But um, you, you brought up, you asked, is Kyle Shanahan, not a shot in hell, is Kyle Shanahan getting fired after one year? But what we haven't talked about on the show, bring that back up, that, that uh, the list of all those two. It is time to ask, who is getting fired? Who uh, is on these hot seats? Yeah, I feel you on that. Who who, 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 who can you say, uh, this ain't going to, I told you guys at the beginning of the year, I if... I, I would be surprised if uh, I wasn't surprised if uh, Marvin Lewis didn't even make it through the season. I'll take that back. He's going to make it through the season. I think the, the things like the AJ Green thing are just like one more hat, and they're like, man, dude, the quietest guy on the team is out here choking people out. Like if they lose and they don't make the playoffs, that'll be you know Marvin will have been here now. I think summer did 14, 15 years, something ridiculous. And at a certain point, like. Four or five years ago, it was like, oh, you know, the talent was there. Window, they got the one injury to dog, not that year. You know, the cost of Palm, they got the one injury. Okay, we're right there. Like, I think you lose this year, that window was closed. It's like, boom, window closed. It's just not going to happen. I, I don't think that they're just right there. They have talent galore, and I don't think they're any closer to winning a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. a playoff game, let alone a Super Bowl, than they were three years ago. And, and I think after certain points, if I'm the owner, I ask myself, are we closer today to winning than we were before? And the answer is no. Um, that being said, I, Marvin Lewis will find a job within an hour. Um, I think it's a, t- a tenure in, in Cincinnati would, would be appreciated. I just feel like it's it's time. I'm looking at this, and to answer your question, to be honest with you, I think that there are two hot seats, and one is warming up. We're warming up. I'm, I didn't even I didn't even put them on there. I don't know why. I, I didn't put. How long has that coach been there? It's the second year? I don't, I don't think he's on the high seat. Um, but just so you know, we're talking about Tampa, sorry. Yeah, we're talking about Tampa. Um, I'm saying that Hugh Jackson is on the high seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is a shame. And, and the only thing I can say, the only reason I would say, I would say that's not fair, but the only reason I can say it's not fair, and, I, and I've been saying this, for, don't take that job. Yeah, don't just, don't take that job. Yeah. Like, I get it. Blackhead coaches don't get that many offers. Don't take that job because it, it, it's not a good job. And, and just taking a head coaching job because it's a head coaching job, I get it. Don't take that job. I, I remember um, Steve Kirk, right? Phil Jackson takes over the Knicks. And Steve Jackson offers Steve Kirk the job. Steve Kirk doesn't have any head coaching experience. Da, da, da. Oh, man, it's a privilege. You play for Phil Jackson, the Knicks. You should take that job. It's not a good job. It's not a good job. Yeah. Steve Kirk t- turns on the job, mm-hmm. gets the Golden State job. Mm-hmm. Now has two championships, a coach of the year. If Phil Jackson's gone, the Knicks are still a disaster. Like, you have to look at certain jobs and say, now nah, I'm good, I'm going to pass on that one. I'm going to go, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at four teams. 
I think we have two hot seats with the Browns and the Colts. And I think we have two seats that are warm. With so, hold on. I, I missed you. I was reading the comment because got, we got a question. But go ahead. Okay. Um, I think the Browns, Browns and the Colts, those, those seats are burning. <laughs> I think the Chargers and the Bengals, they're warming up. Okay. The Colts, how much do you put in that? That I mean, the Colts are Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck's not there. I think the Colts are Andrew Luck, but I think that the Colts are looking at a situation where you still haven't rebuilt from when Peyton Manning left. No, but then it's and not so a general manager I think thing. That, I, I, why it could be a general manager if the general manager is going to stay? I think I think the head coach is gone. I think the head coach is gone at the end of this year. Okay. Um, question was Sean McVay or um, or Doug uh, Peterson for the coach of the year. <sighs> I think you guys. To be honest, with you, you know what. Um, I would have to see if these teams play each other. And, I, and, I think whoever, I think between those two teams, whoever finishes at the top, that's who the coach. That's who the coach of the years will be. Um, because it's, I mean, McVeigh. I mean, it's hard. I mean, put it this way, you can't lose with either one of them. Mm-hmm. But when you look at what's what what the what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing right now, um. You know, I don't. I don't know too many people that saw that happening. No. Um, you look at what. what, what I didn't see anybody see what the Rams happened. I don't think. I, Him being I that young, that fast. I mean, just, they were going into the season. Jared Goff was already. This team was being mentioned with Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, but remember, I told you I was out at the. I was out at the uh, Collegiate Bowl, and, and I was, you know, I was talking to some guys, and I said, I think the Rams are going to be okay. It all comes down to who their defensive coordinator is, mm-hmm. because you're coming at a situation. You're coming at a situation where you have Fisher, who is basically having a, a, a feud with Eric Dickerson. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a losing battle in itself. Right. So you get Fisher out of there. You get a young first-year head coach who, who's been an offensive coordinator, but he's been around football his entire Tire life. Right. And if you look at what he did with the, with the Redskins going into with, to, to the Rams, I believe that that offense was going to get together just because of, of what he was able to do here in Washington. And I think the Rams had the same pieces. When they signed uh, uh, Wade Phillips as their defensive coordinator, as a first-year head coach, that's what you want. If I'm a first-year head coach and I'm calling the plays, I'm going to bring in a guy that I can say, you know what, you have the defense, I can care. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't care. You have the defense, that's your area, that's what you run, I'm going to focus on this. And not only that, by bringing in Wade Phillips and with they being so young, it's like a, a pop sort of thing too. Like, you're the head coach. But it's like Wade's been a head coach for you know how many years yeah. on the couch, like on on the biggest stage possible. Mm-hmm. So and Wade doesn't strike me as the, the threatening type either. Where yeah. it's like it's kind of like, hey, young fella, I'm not telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my two cents of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been a head coach, been fired, been under the lights, know all about that. Just so so it's like you know you can say, wow, this guy's got he's so inexperienced. But it's like, yeah, but my assistant. It's not inexperienced. Yes. You, you know what I mean? My coaching room is not inexperienced. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? So it's, there's years of head coaching experience within that room. Yes. You, you know what I mean? And so it, that, that, that's a good combination to have that, you know, a young young head coach with a, with a coordinator who's, I mean, he's got, what, 30, 40 plus years of, uh, of, of uh, football experience. Uh, December 10th. 
to me, is going to be the game that decides who is going to be coach of the year. That's when the Eagles go to L.A. And to be honest with you, I think the I think the Rams can take Seattle and, and win that division. I, I think that December 10th, we're going to find out who's going to get. I think we'll find out who gets coach of the year. Unless sometime between now and then, one of those two teams just completely fall off. Um but I think that's a good question. If both teams were to win the division, you have to say that the Rams winning the division is way more of a surprise than 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 the, the, than the Rams. Eagles. You, the the have to. The, there's not there's not one show outside the Rams, of the Rams that had the Rams winning. No, any I'm, I'm with you on that. But I think we also have to look at this. A, a, a large part of why you don't put the Rams up there with Seattle is because we all thought that Arizona was going to be significantly better. Mm-hmm. You lose you lose arguably in my opinion the best running back in the national football who was pretty much your offense. You lose him and everything just goes downhill. Um so if they finish in a tie, I they're gonna give it to LA. They they'll give it to McVay because he's a I believe he's a first year head coach. The coach out there in, in Philly this he he's working off in his second year. And people are going to look and say, okay, the Giants have absolutely nothing. The Redskins are who they are. Right. Um, and you're winning the division with the Cowboys in their second year with uh, Zeke and Dak. And then one more question we got. If Case Keelan keeps winning, would you bench him or go with Bridgewater? If Casey Keelan, I mean, I think that if, he keep, if you're Minnesota, I think that's – you couldn't ask for a better situation than to have Casey Keenum continue to win because now you have two quarterbacks on your roster and one of them you're going to be able to trade away for some draft picks. So if he continues to win... Um, you would ride with him? If yes. He, if, if, he's, if he continues to win, you, you continue to go with what you have. I, I strongly believe that. I know that Bridgewater was coming on, but as far as I'm concerned, I, I mean, I don't know how many years Casey Keenum has on his Casey contract. Keenum. Keenum, Keenum, I don't know how many years he has on his contract, but if you've committed to Bridgewater being your starter, I go ahead and I just let Casey Keenum keep riding this thing out. That allows Bridgewater more time to get healthy. And you're also going to find about Keenum, you'll find out a lot about his, his mental. If he can continue to play well, knowing that Bridgewater's on the bench and people are just waiting for, for him to fail so we can put Bridgewater back into the game. So I think that if you're Minnesota, that's a great situation to have. You can never – it's never a bad thing, in my opinion, if you have a quarterback who was your starter, he got hurt. You bring in your backup. Your backup is, it has you at the top of your division right now. Right. I don't think that you can go wrong with that, especially if one of, the, if, if, if one of those guys is going to be gone after next year or even if he has a one-year contract. You're looking to have two quarterbacks on your team that if you look around the National Football League, it's a lot of teams hurt for quarterbacks. Right. Right. So you could take a page. I mean, you you could take a page out of out of good old Coach Belichick. You're not going to be here next year. We're going to go ahead and trade you. you get get this second round draft pick. Right. And 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 go to work. Um, Maryland this week you'll be calling. Uh, yes. A barn burner. We'll play Michigan. Michigan plays comes here to Michigan to uh, Maryland for um for what for an ass whooping I guess. What nah? We're gonna be we're gonna be Michigan right. Um, I don't know. I tell you what, should be close. I tell you what, uh, we close. are down to our fourth string quarterback, and yeah, I think that he has put his way. I think that the offense will move better with him because this offense in Maryland is built for a running quarterback. And what I saw that kid do, um, just in a little bit of time that he had, 
Um, you know, I was impressed with it. I think that he'll get better. Uh, but with that said, Michigan is coming to town. Best case scenario. Uh, best 30, case. 30? Can we keep it on the 30? Best case scenario for this weekend is you can tune in to 980 <laughs> radio. I will be calling uh, the game with uh, Tim Strachan and Johnny Holiday celebrating my birthday. Um, so, you know, when the game is over, I'll be spending some time with Junior. So for me, that's the best, best case scenario. As far as the game is concerned, you can just tune in and find out. That's the best thing to say, man. The best thing to say. <laughs> um, I agree with you. And yes, that. But hey, but you know what? In all honesty, that is cool that you will be calling um, Maryland's best uh, all-time leader rusher. You'll be calling the game uh, against Michigan. That'll probably be one of the highlights of the game. Um, is that you're in the booth calling the game. Uh, so if you are a local 980 and you want to listen to the Michigan Maryland game, make sure you guys listen out for my man Lamont Jordan. Uh, he'll be calling the game. Uh, other than that, everybody, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. John Carlo, Damien, Andre, uh, everybody else that's out there. Saul Bull, Kalika France, uh, everybody who out there, Stu, we appreciate you guys. And um, again, if you missed the show, feel free to go back and listen to it right there on the Facebook uh, page. You can catch it all. Or Google Play, iTunes, uh, the TuneIn app. Just type in Players Voice, The Barbershop. It is right there, and you can listen to the entire show. Oh, Chris Quigley, I forgot to saw you too. Chris Holler, um, just a whole bunch of people. We appreciate you guys all taking your time to listen. And again, if you like the show, tell a friend, share it. Let's, let's get this word around, man. We appreciate it, and everybody have a good weekend. And be safe and stay warm. Later. Yes, the Patriots can repeat. Yeah, I think